0: Sri Sai Sacharitra The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Sri Sai Baba A Modern Rendering Chapter 14 In the last Chapter we described how Baba's word and grace cured many incurable diseases. Now we shall describe how Baba blessed Wadia with a child. The life of Sai Baba was naturally sweet. The life of this saint is naturally sweet in every aspect. His various habits... Eating, walking, and his natural sayings are also sweet. His life is bliss incarnate. Baba gave his life as a means for his devotees to remember him. He gave them various stories of duty and action, which ultimately led them to true spirituality. His aim was that people should live happily in this world but they should be ever-cautious to gain the true object of their life, self-realization. We get a human body as a result of merits and past births. It is worthwhile that with the body's aid, we should attain devotion and liberation in this life. So we should never be lazy, but always be on the alert to gain the aim of life. If you daily hear the leelas of Baba, you will always see Him. Day and night, you will remember Him in your mind. When you absorb Baba in this way, your mind will lose its fickleness, and if you continue in this manner, it will finally merge in pure consciousness. Baba receives Dakshina through others. Now let us come to the main story of this chapter. In Nanded, there lived a mill contractor and trader, Rutanji Wadia. He had amassed a large amount of money and had acquired fields and lands. He had cattle, horses, and carriages and was very prosperous. To all outward appearances, he looked very happy and contented but inwardly he was not so. Nature is such that no one in this world is completely happy and rich. Rutanji was no exception to this. He was liberal and charitable, gave food and clothing to the poor, and helped all in various ways. The people took him to be a good and happy man, but for a long time Rutanji was miserable because he didn't have a child. A singing kirtan without love or devotion, music without rhythmical accompaniments, a brahmin without the sacred thread, proficiency in arts without common sense, pilgrimage without repentance, and ornamentation without a necklace are ugly and useless, so is the house of a householder without a son. Brutonji always brooded on this matter and thought, Will God ever be pleased to grant me a son? He looked morose and had no relish for his food. Day and night he was enveloped with anxiety about whether he would ever be blessed with a son. He had great regard for Das Ganu. He saw him and opened his heart before him. Das advised him to go to Shirdi to have Baba's Darshan and fall at his feet, asking for his blessings for a child. Bhutanji liked the idea and decided to go to Shirdi. After some days, he went to Shirdi, had Baba's Darshan, and fell at his feet. Then opening a basket, he took out a beautiful garland of flowers and placed it around Baba's neck and offered him a basket of fruit. With great respect, he sat near Baba and prayed to him, saying, Many people who find themselves in difficult situations come to you, and you relieve them immediately. Hearing this, I anxiously sought your feet. Please do not disappoint me. Sai Baba asked him for five rupees as dakshina, which Rutanji was able to give. But Baba said that he had already received three rupees, fourteen paisa from him and that he should only pay the balance. Hearing this, Rutanji was rather puzzled. He could not make out what Baba meant. This was his first time in shirdi. How was it that Baba said that he had already received three rupees, fourteen paisa from him? He could not solve the riddle, but he sat at Baba's feet and gave the balance of the dakshina as requested. He explained everything to Baba about why he had come and sought his help, and prayed for Baba to bless him with a son. Baba was moved and told him not to be worried. His bad days had ended. Baba then gave him Udi, placed his hand on his head and blessed him saying that Allah would satisfy his heart's desire. Then, after taking leave from Baba, Rutanji returned to Nandad and told Dasganu everything that had taken place in Shirdi. He said everything went well there. He had Baba's darshan and had received Baba's blessing and his prasad, but there is one thing that he could not understand. Baba had said he had already received three rupees, fourteen paisa. Please explain what Baba meant by this remark. I never went to Shirdi before. How could I give him that sum that Baba referred to? It was a puzzle for Das Ganu that he pondered over for much time. Sometime later it struck him that Rutanji had received a Muslim saint Muli Saheb in his house some days earlier and had spent some money for his reception. Muli Saheb was a saint well known to the people of Nandad. When Rutanji decided to go to Shirdi, Muli Saheb happened to come to Rutanji's house. Rutanji knew and loved him, so he gave a small party in his honor. Daskanu got a list of the expenses from Rutanji for this reception. Everyone was wonderstruck to see that the expenses amounted to exactly 3 rupees, 14 paisa. Nothing more, nothing less. They all came to know that Baba was omniscient. Although he lived in Shirdi, he knew exactly what happened outside and far away from Shirdi. In fact, he knew the past, present, and future, and could identify himself, heart and soul, with anyone. In this particular instance, how could he know the reception given to Muli Sahib was the amount spent unless he was one with him? Rutanji was satisfied with this explanation, and his faith in Baba was confirmed and increased, in due time, he was blessed with a son, and his joy knew no bounds. It is said he had a dozen children in all, out of which four survived. In another case, Baba told Rao Sate after the death of his first wife, to remarry and that he would have a son. Rao Sate married a second time. The first two children by the wife were daughters, and he felt very despondent. But the third child was a son. Baba's word proved true, and he was satisfied. Paying Dakshina Now we shall close this chapter with a few remarks about Dakshina. It is well known that Baba always asked for dakshina from people who went to see him. Somebody may ask a question. If Baba was a fakir and perfectly detached, why should he ask for dakshina and care for money? We shall now consider this question broadly. For a long time, Baba did not accept anything. He stored burnt matches and filled his pockets with them. He never asked anything from anyone, whether a devotee or otherwise. If anyone placed a coin or two before him, he purchased oil or tobacco with it. He was fond of smoking. He always smoked a beedi and a chillum. Then some people thought that they could not see saints empty-handed so they placed some copper coins before Baba. If a paisa was placed before Baba, he used to pocket it. If it was a two-paisa coin, it was returned immediately. After Baba's fame had spread far and wide, people began to flock in numbers, and then Baba began to ask dakshina from them. It is said in the Shruti, that puja to God is not complete unless a golden coin is offered. If a coin is necessary in the puja to God, why should it not be so in the puja of the saints? Ultimately, the Shastras lay down that when one goes to see God, king, saint or guru, he should not go empty-handed. He should offer something, preferably money. In this connection, we should make note of the guidelines recommended by the Upanishads. The Upanishad says that Lord Prajapati advised the gods, men, and demons with one letter, Da. The gods understood that they should practice Dhamma, self-control. Men understood that they should practice dana, charity the demons understood that they should practice daya, compassion. To men, charity was recommended. The teacher in the Upanishad encourages his pupils to practice charity and other virtues. Regarding charity, he says, Give with faith, or even without it, give with generosity. Give with modesty, with reverence, and with compassion. In order to teach devotees the lesson of charity and to remove their attachment to money and so purify their minds, Baba extracted Dakshina from them. But there was this peculiarity. Baba said that he had to give back a hundred times more of what he received. There are many instances in which this happened. To quote an instance, A famous actor wrote in his Marathi Autobiography that since Baba pressed him over and over for Dakshina, he emptied his money bag before him. The result of this was that in later life he never lacked for money as it came to him abundantly. There was also secondary means of Dakshina. In many cases, Baba did not want any monetary amount to cite two instances. One, Baba asked 15 rupees as Dakshina from Professor Narke, who replied that he did not have even one coin. Baba said, I know you have no money, but you are reading the Yoga Vashishta. Give me dakshina from that. Giving dakshina in this case meant deriving lessons from the book. And lodging them in the heart where Baba resides. In the second case, Baba asked Mrs. Tarkad to give six rupees as Dakshina. She felt pained as she had nothing to give. Then her husband explained to her that Baba wanted the six inner enemies desire, anger, greed, ego jealousy and delusion, to be surrendered to him. Baba agreed with this explanation. It is to be noted that although Baba collected a lot of money by Dakshina, he would redistribute the whole amount the same day. The next morning he would become poor fakir as usual. When Baba took his Mahasamadhi, he had only a few rupees in his possession. After receiving thousands and thousands of rupees as dakshina for about 10 years. In short, Baba's main aim in taking dakshina from his devotees was to teach them the lessons of renunciation and purification. More on dakshina. Vivideo of Tana retired revenue collector, and a great devotee of Baba, wrote an article on the subject of Dakshana in which he says, among other things, the following. Baba did not ask Dakshana from all. If some gave Dakshana without being asked, he sometimes accepted it, and at other times he refused it. He asked it from certain devotees only. He never demanded it from devotees who thought in their minds that Baba should ask for it, and only then would they pay it. If anybody offered it against his wish, he never touched it. And if they left it there, he asked them to take it away. He asked for either small or large amounts from devotees according to their wish, their devotion and convenience. He asked it even from women and children. He didn't ask it from all the rich or from all the poor. Baba never got angry with those from whom he asked Dakshina, but who did not give it. If any Dakshina was sent through some friend who forgot to hand it over, Baba reminded him somehow and made him pay. On some occasions, Baba used to return a portion of the amount given as dakshina and ask the donor to guard it or keep it in his shrine for worship. This process benefited the donor immensely. If anyone offered more than Baba wanted, he returned the extra amount. Sometimes Baba asked for more dakshina from some than they originally intended to give, and if they had no money, asked them to borrow it from others. From some, he demanded dakshina three or four times a day. Out of the amount collected as dakshina, Baba spent very little for his own sake, except to buy chilam and fuel for his duni. All the rest he distributed as charity in varying amounts to different people. All the articles of the Shirdi Sansthan were brought by various rich devotees at the instance and suggestion of Radha Krishna Mai. Baba always used to get wild and scolded those who brought costly and rich articles. He said to Nana Sahib that all his property consisted of one waistcloth, one stray piece of cloth, one kafni, and a tin pot and that people troubled him by bringing all these unnecessary, useless, and costly articles. Lust and wealth are the two main obstacles on the way to the supreme reality. In Shirdi, Baba provided two institutions, Dakshina and Radhakrishna Mai. Whenever men came to him, he demanded Dakshina from them and asked him to go to the school. Radhakrishna Mai's house. If they stood these two tests well and showed that they were free from attachment to women and wealth, their progress in spirituality was rapid and assured Baba's grace and blessings. Mr. Deho has also quoted passages from the Gita and Upanishads showing that charity given in a holy place to a holy person is greatly conducive to the donor's welfare. What is more holy than shirdi and its presiding deity, Sai Baba? Pranams to Sri Sai, peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra. The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba Edited and Narrated by Monica Peniconda For more content like this online please go to divinelineage.org saifamily.org and peacefires.org To learn more about Monica please go to monicapeniconda.org